When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. IFL TV is now sponsored by the Wall Street Memes Casino. Sign up today for the ultimate betting experience. Deposit $10 to get a $20 free bet when using code IFLTV24. Welcome to another episode of Talk Smart with... Cute. And McCart, that's Tony Pugh. I'm Andrew McCart, the first one of 2024. Joe Pugh, did you have a good new year, young, young man? I know we said we spoke a little bit off camera, but how was your new year? Yeah, it was good, mate. It was, um, by the sounds of it, a little bit different to yours, a little bit manic, uh, a little bit more manic. I was in Benidorm, uh, enjoying myself and, uh, yeah, partying. But you sound like you had a nice, chilled, quiet one with the family, mate. Yeah, we we do it. We go down to Keswick, which is down in the Lake District, every year around about the twenty seventh, twenty eighth of December, and we stay down there till the third. Hill walks. Don't get me wrong. We we do go to the pub. We do celebrate uh, New Year. We go to the pub every now and again. But I like a little glass of red wine, good food. Yep. Uh, hill walks a little bit different. When you get to my age, Joe, maybe, and you start having kids, maybe you'll you'll change and go to Keswick rather than Benidorm. But you you got plenty of plenty of time on your hands to to enjoy yourself anyway. So. Quite right. Enjoy yourself. Benidorm, I beat I, I love the fact you um, say we go down to the Lake District. For me, that's so far up. But because <laughs> you're even further, you have to you say we go down. Yeah, For me, I'm going up about six and a half, seven hours. But you, you're going down. I'm down two shows hours. how high you are. I'm down, Jesus two hours Christ. I'm down two hours to the Lake District. That's how far north I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe, there's a lot. I mean... Boxing last year was probably on the up. If we look at what the yep. fights, the fights that we got made, we 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 got that huge Saudi Arabia shows when it uh, the day of reckoning and and uh, Tyson Fury and Ghana at the beginning of the year we had Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, Spence and Crawford sprinkling a little bit of yard better beer. What a fight that was! Do you know what I mean? That was that we had some very 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 good fights, and it looks like the fights that we want are starting to get made. But let's start off with news that broke maybe two, three days ago. Um, there was whispers and rumours about it. 
big Anthony Joshua against the probably even bigger, maybe not height wise, but in weight, uh, Francis Ngannou. Um, where do you stand on that? How do you, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it was unfortunate for Anthony Joshua that Deontay Wilder didn't win because it was just all sharp. All roads lead to Fury Usyk, then Wilder, AJ. And then it was kind of a massive jigsaw where you're trying to move each little piece to make it work. And this whole IBF situation where the March date and the February date are so close together, there's so little wiggle room. So I think probably the most sensible decision was to wait and see how that IBF decision plays out. And you can even you can either sit and wait until the end of the year, or you can have a big blockbuster fight. And after the Tyson Fury fight against Ngannou, Ngannou's stock is at an all-time high. And it'll be interesting to see how Anthony Joshua does compare to Tyson Fury. And it'll be a good measuring stick, a very, very exciting show. And I'm sure we'll all tune in for it. Yeah, I, th- I think so, mate. I think now that with Tyson Fury fighting there, we had his fight with Francis Ngannou. There's, there's tape on him now. Now you can see how he how he enters the ring and how he performs inside in, inside the ring. Tyson Fury went in there blind. All he was getting was hard work. Do you know what I mean? And he, you know, film study. Ben Davidson's big on it. Him and Lee Wiley, they're big on the film study. Um, but now there's a little bit of film on Francis Ngannou and how he boxes. So it might be a different fight uh, in the way Joshua approaches it. And I, I, a different style. Tyson Fury is the bigger man in that ring. He's, he's always the bigger man being six foot nine and 270 pounds. But Francis Ngannou matched him in weight. So Tyson couldn't really bully him. So it'll be interesting to see Anthony Joshua, who's got power in his right hand. Can he, can he knock... Francis Ngannou out. Can Ngannou do what he did to Tyson Fury and drop and hurt Anthony Joshua? I mean, where does Anthony Joshua go? You mentioned the IBF situation there. And listen, you can call it a money grab. A money grab it probably is. You know what I mean? Saudi Arabia want these fights and they're getting the fights. Uh, But after Deontay Wilder losing, but losing so wide on the cards against Joe Parker, um, the sprinkle, the little bit of sparkle that was on that Joshua Wilder fight had disappeared. Um, does does Joshua fight Parker rematch? Does that excite anyone? Probably not. Tyson Fury and Usyk already lined up to fight each other. Does Dubois excite you against Joshua? Maybe not. Joe Joyce, possibly. So where does he go with it? It gets you. It get an Anthony Joshua fight. It gets the. You know what it's like when Anthony Joshua fights. Everybody's like, yes, let's go, let's tune in, let's buy the pay per view, and let's watch. Watch. But Francis Ngannou is that unknown entity, right? Where you're looking at it and going. Yeah, I'm going to tune in to watch that because it's it's just a powerhouse against a powerhouse, really. A pure boxer in Anthony Joshua. And after his last fight against Walt Wyland, it seems like, the, if you want to call it the old Joshua's back, um, the spiteful Joshua, the one that wants to hurt you. I, I just think, well, where does where does Joshua go? I mean, does any other heavyweight out there excite you other than Joshua Wilder, Joshua Tyson Fury? And like I said to you, the Wilder fight lost its sparkle a little bit. Tyson Fury's fighting Usyk in February. So where does Anthony Joshua go? I think business sense, business sense, it makes sense. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I think right now you're weighing up risk and reward. And Anthony Joshua has made no secret that his aim, his target is to become a three-time heavyweight world champion. Um, Yeah, he could go in with someone young, someone fresh, someone hungry. And it's a big risk, but then you could go in with someone 
10 times more well-known uh, in Francis Ngannou and 10 times more marketable and probably an easier fight than a lot of these people whilst you're waiting for this heavyweight title shot, which you're most probably getting in the latter half of 2024. So for me, it makes perfect sense. It'll be an absolutely mega fight. And by the sounds of it, we're hearing that Zang could be on the undercard. Wilder could be back straight mm-hmm. away in the undercard, which is good. I think if Wilder does decide to carry on, it needs to be fast. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know whether that was just a big spell of inactivity just caught up with him or father time caught up with him. So it's really good to see Wilder, if he does get on that card to be back in the ring in such quick succession because then we'll really see where he's at and we'll see whether he's done or we'll see whether that was just a hard, heavy, unfortunate case of ring rust. Yeah, I mean, two years out of the ring, less than a round in two years, Wilder had coming up against Joseph Parker. Yeah. Parker had three fights leading up to that fight in a calendar year alone. Um, so we could be 38 years old, Wilder is. Um, inactivity, like it might have been a, a bit of both. Do you know what I mean? But then he done he done the rounds with uh, Joseph Parker, get him straight back in with Zhili Zhang, and that's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous fight. Zhili Zhang, Southpaw, can bang. He's gone away three stone heavier, maybe, than than Deontay Wilder. But the right hand of the orthodox fighter is perfect against a Southpaw opponent. And Zhang is tall, rigid. Do you know what I mean? And Parker's smaller, a little bit more head movement, a little bit more fleet of foot. Um, so does Zhang suit Wilder? Maybe. I'm, 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 the way Zhang's hitting right now and the, the way Zhang's performing, just needing to go to the Joyce fights, um, you, you're going to be hard-pressed to bet against him, against Deontay Wilder, after, if you're going off the last two performances. Um, but like I say, it's we're getting the fights we want to see. I still want to see Joshua Wilder, don't get me wrong. I still want to see that fight. I think Styles make fights as, as we've seen before in the past. Um, and I think now, in an ideal world, I think I spoke to Sam Jones about this. We all want to see Joshua Tyson Fury before they retire. We don't care if they've lost or whatever. We want to see that fight. So the ideal scenario, if you're playing out as a boxing fan in your head, Fury beats Usyk, right? All the belts fragment. Then they get the rematch on Fury Usyk. Fury beats Usyk again, let's see. Joshua beats Ngannou, goes on to fight Hergovic for the IBF. He wins that. Come 2025, we finally get to see Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. Now, is that going to happen? Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Who who knows? But I think once we get this kind of section of heavyweight fights out of the way, because I think this March date is the last of this Riyadh season, if I'm right, and then it goes off to Ramadan and they do what, what they've got to do in Saudi Arabia, and then it'll probably all start again in October time. And I think once we finish this March show, once we see the landscape after that, because don't forget in this March show, early March, we're going to have hopefully an undisputed champion. We may have an undisputed champion who's already had to relinquish a belt or two. And now we would have seen every governing body take shape and take form. Because let's be real, every governing body is kind of, took the pressure off the gas because they all wanted the undisputed fight. But no mistake about it, after Fury and Usyk fight each other, there's going to be a lot of governing bodies ordering a lot of different fights. And it'll be very interesting to see the way the latter half of 2024 plays out. Because I think 
we could see a reformation of the heavyweight division, certainly by the start of next year when we talk in 12 months' time. I think the landscape will be very, very different. Well, going on these last two Riyadh shows, the landscape mm. has been changes all the time, it seems. Yeah. I mean, Parker, I don't think many people had Parker beating Wilder. Dubois against Miller, I don't think many people had Dubois beating Jarrell Miller the way he did, stopping him in the last round with eight seconds to go. Uh, Ajit Kabayao announced himself on the scene, beating the, the monster Mac Magmudov. Um, who else? I'm probably missing somebody else there, but you know what I mean. It's uh, Frank Sanchez. Frank Sanchez. Mm. I mean, we've got. And I was looking at. I was looking at the age of these heavyweights. Daniel Dubois is only 26 years old. So, I mean, all these other heavyweights are 35, 36. Wilder 38. Joyce 38. Zhang 40. Um, and then you've got young, a young Jared Anderson and Moses the Tumor with uh, Daniel Dubois. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the heavyweight scene's got some young guns coming through that want to maybe stamp their authority early and take on some of these old dogs. We we, we don't know yet. And then, like I say, these last couple of shows that we've seen, uh, the landscape changes all the time. Big Martin Bacoli, I've got to mention Martin Bacoli, or Billy Nelson will probably give me a wee phone call after he watches this. Martin Bacoli, I mean, he's, he's, he's a dangerous fight in the heavyweight division. Um, I know... He, Probably should write that wrong with Michael Hunter, but he's up there number one in the WBA. So you're talking about these belts being fragmented. Yeah, music fight. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting time. In 20, I'm looking forward to 2024. I really, really am. I want to know where Canelo goes. Uh, does Spence Crawford get their rematch on at 154? Um, Devin Haney does he fight Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis at this stage of his career? Do we get to see Josh Taylor versus Jack Catterall beginning of the year? The rematch on that one. Um, yeah, it's, it's the way 2023 went, I think we were seeing the way boxing should have went. Who gives a shit about your zero? I mean, Leonard, Hagler, Hearns, Duran, Ali, Spinks. Nobody gave a shit about their zero back then. I mean, you lost, you came back, you had the rematch, or you, you, you built yourself up again, you went again, and, and you know what I mean? It's Now there's too much emphasis on losing that zero and dropping right down the bottom of the pile and forgotten about. I mean that that's where boxing's lost its way a little bit. Uh, losing a fight, if it's a good, if you lose a fight and you're in a, a a great great fight, right? But you get the you get the L. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? You you've proven yourself that you can stand in and have a good fight. Go again. But the way boxing is and politics and oh, I don't know. Well, I'm just I'm just I'm going to keep on a positive note though. 2024, Joe. We're going to see bigger and better fights. I think we're going to see more undisputed fights being made because we need to know the number one guy in the division. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for 2024, and I, I believe with Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren working together now and being best pals, or maybe not best pals, but being pals, we can see little crossovers every now and again. I think, and uh, yeah, what do you think? Do you think we're going to see a big better, <laughs> a big better 2024 than we did 23? Well, I think 2023 was really good, um, as we spoke about throughout the year. I think it's important not to get too carried away because. We've been, for a fair few years before that, kind of, not suffering, but certainly not as good as last year. So we are getting a little bit spoiled now. So let's not take it for granted. Let's enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And let's uh, start enjoying the boxing for 2024. And I think that kind of segues us into the first big show of 2024, which happened about 10, 11 hours ago over in Las Vegas. Golden Boy, Virgil Ortiz's first fight at one. 
5-4 against Lawson. I know you want to talk about the stoppage of that mm-hmm. in a minute. But first of all, we've got to talk about O'Hara Davis versus Barroso. And yeah, stayed up for that one. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good friend of Milo O'Hara. And uh, yeah, absolutely uh, gutted for him. He, um, Made a bit of a mistake and just Barroso, the power of him, mm. just absolutely took him apart, just pounced on that mistake and just landed kind of three really heavy shots in the first round. And I think it was a bit like Goodnight Vienna after those shots, mate. Did you get a chance to see it? Yeah, I watched it. And, uh, you know, I've got it for Harley Davis, man. He's, after the Josh Taylor loss and Jack Carroll loss, he built his, his way back up again. Like I said to you, his, Get the mills on your record. Who cares? Build your way back up and go again. And he got himself back to a position where we could have got another world champion on on, on these shores. Um, but listen, it do, it doesn't matter. Like you get caught cold in the first round. You get caught cold. Do you know what I mean? You've not had time to warm up. You're not had time to feel the power and see where any mistakes or any nuances that your opponent gives that you can counter and whatnot. But I just think that Ohara got caught cold. And what interest what was what interested me was Will Jones in the corner. You, there was a corner, sort of like you know how you get the social media guys. Yeah, he had his phone. I watched the video, and Will Jones literally said, "He's waiting for you to rush in. Don't rush in." And as he just finished that, O'Hara rushed in without and got clipped just as Will in the first round. To if 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 that message got to O'Hara Davis, or O'Hara Davis waited to to throw that shot. We might we might have had a, a different fight, but just as Will Jones said, he's waiting for you to rush in. Don't rush in, as he said it. He rushed in and then bang. bang. Good night, Vienna, as you said. Um, but listen, credit to O'Hara Davis. Credit to Will Jones. You get caught cold. You get caught cold. We've seen that many a times. First, I mean, I can against uh, Prescott back in the day. Do you yep. know what I mean? Didn't even get time to warm up, and boom, 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 boom. You're out. Um, but listen. Hopefully, Will uh, O'Hara Davis comes back. He's got a great coach in Will Jones. I really, really like Will Jones. And, uh, yeah, tough one for O'Hara. Yeah, definitely. And I think such a shame. Big 
he really embraced the kind of Vegas build-up. He was absolutely mm-hmm. loving it, seeing him at the hockey. Um, Golden Boy obviously got that contract with Golden Boy. And, yeah, I just would have loved to have seen the fight just kind of get into its groove a bit because to see how the middle rounds would have gone because Barroso looked old. But Barroso's only 40. I know he looks about 55. Nothing wrong with exactly. Look at this. I'm 41. Yeah, you look younger than him. You look much younger than Barroso, but it just shows that <laughs> don't judge a book by his cover. I remember <laughs> last year with uh, Emiliano Marsili, who was like 49, coming in against Gavin Gwynn for the European. And for like, I can't even remember how many rounds it was. I think it was nine, ten rounds. He'd give him absolute hell mm-hmm. until Gwynn managed to get him out of there. So, yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. And, yeah, go for O'Hara, but I pray... To God, he comes back. He's still got a lot in the tank. And he hadn't lost for five years up to that. Yeah. After the Jack Cattle loss, he went away, rebuilt his stock, got that big contract. So hopefully he will get another throw at the dice. But we'll move on to the main event, Virgil Ortiz. And we were just talking about it before we mm-hmm. pressed record. I know you want to talk about this stoppage. So I'll hand it over to you, Andy. Yeah, Tony Weeks, man. That's two, two, two high-profile premature stoppages in 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 my book. I just think, come on now, it's like, a lot of the shots, if you watch the shots that Virgil Ortiz was throwing, a lot of them are just clipping his gloves. There was mm. not one clean shot that got through. And if, as a referee, if you're in the ring a yard away from the action, you're looking at him going, he's, he's, he's on the gloves. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I get it, what, maybe 10 unanswered punches, but if none of them are snapping your head back and making you do this, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's, it's Come on now. And then obviously the Barroso um Stoppage against Roland Romero as well. That one, it's just... I get it, right? You've got to protect the fighters. I really, really do, right? Because uh, it's a dangerous sport. You're getting punched in the head continuously. And it's it's a very, very dangerous sport for our entertainment, right? I get that. But watch the replay. About eight of the nine shots landed all on the gloves. Not one was clean. Do you know what I mean? And it's a, it's a big fight. If that was on the undercard at some journeyman or whatever, aye, fair play, but not on a big fight like that. Do you know what I mean? Ortiz, I don't know. I, that's how I, I just think it was premature. That's two from Tony Weeks. I think now he needs to maybe take, I don't, I, I don't know. What do you do? What do you do? Can you can you suspend him? Can you, I don't know what you can do to stop him and maybe make, again, I'm just, waff, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, not even annoyed, Joe. I just feel like, come on, it's boxing. Fans are tuning in for... Oh. We're tuning in for good knockouts, good stoppages, right? But obviously, I get fighter safety, but not when every nine of the ten shots are land on the glove, one body shot got through or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I need to watch the replay again. But yeah, I don't know where you sit on it, Joe, but I just think that's two, two on the bounce, two high-profile premature stoppages now. I think we need to... We're not saying that Lawson <laughs> was going to beat Virgil Ortiz. No. Like We're not going to say that he's coming back, but I think he just looks... It's not great for Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz wants that mm. comprehensive knockout. He wants that stamp. He wants the exclamation mark on his performance and kind of assert himself into that one five four division. I know Tim Zoo tweeted about him after that'd be a great fight for next year. I love Virgil Ortiz Jr. and that that they was very respectful about each other and they was like, Yes, let's make this fight. So hopefully we get that fight at some point this year. But yeah, I, I just think it's it's hard again because you 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 are fighter, battling between fighter, fighter safety. I think it's the fighter, yeah, yeah. Fighter but safety. Lawson wouldn't have wanted to go out like that. 
No yeah. fighter would, would want to get stopped like that because at the end of the day, I know you sometimes have to protect fighters from themselves, but they at the at the end of the day, they know what they're going in there to do. They've made that conscious decision to go into a very dangerous environment for our entertainment. Mm. And I know sometimes you need to be safe from yourself, but I think in that case and certainly some other cases recently, let it go on. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, you, you don't want to see a fighter get knocked out where he's in a stretcher and stuff like that, clearly. But, no, of course not. Like, if you watch the replay, a lot of them, although although he's throwing heavy shots, uh, Virgil Ortiz, he's missed a couple, a lot of hitting the glove, maybe the odd left hook to the body got through. Um, I don't know. It's just 20 weeks. Virgil, listen, like you said to you, I, I, Virgil Ortiz would have won that fight. Lawson wouldn't want to have lost like that. Um, and I think now with him and Tim Zhu talking, I think that's a great fight. I think that's an... I love Tim Zhu. I don't know what's going on with that Australasia boxing scene right now with Jaya Pattaya, Joseph Parker, Tim Zhu, um, Liam Paro. Um, I probably missed a couple more. Sky Nicholson. Do you know what I mean? The, the Australasia boxing right now is... And Jaya Pattaya, man, I've, I've got to meet him out in the Saudi Arabia for the first time, and that guy is just cool. Just a cool motherfucker, man. He's a cool guy, isn't he? Yeah, oh, he's, just yeah a he's great. Cool, I love cool him. guy, and he's just... Yeah, and the way he fights as well. He says he wants to go up to heavyweight, man. He's 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 not big, but the throwback heavyweights weren't big. Do you know what I mean? Mike no. Tyson and all these guys, Joe Frazier, all the throwback heavyweights. Muhammad Ali was, what, 6'3", 6'2", 6'3". I mean, these guys weren't massive back in the day. Rocky Marciano was, what, 6'1", or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, more than I that. think we're moving out the... Uh... We're moving out of the era of the, the huge, huge heavyweights. Right. I think, yeah. like, coming through, when you look at, like, Jared Anderson, Moses, and Toma, they're not, like, <clears throat> giants. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, job time being that size fit right into that sort of era. Mm. I think we took a little, we took a little turn there. We just, I just wanted to mention Jaya Patel because I thought he was, he was, he yeah. was brilliant. Man. Yeah. I, think, I just think that whole cruiserweight scene right now, especially with the ones that we've got in the UK, I think we'll see Jaya Pattaya back in the, the UK, either against Chris Bill Smith, React for, uh, I don't know who else is. You know I mean, it's just a great division, especially in the UK. Um, but then oh, here's a, I've got a question for you, man, right? The WBA have said that, well, they're new with the Super Cruiserweights 224, right? Is that right? Is it, is it 224? I think, it, um... I think it's 224. Um, okay. Usyk's came in at, 221 his last few fights. If he and now they're saying if you're if you're if you're under that, you're in the super cruiserweight division. Does he does Usyk come in heavier against Tyson Fury to not rock the boat with the WBA? It's quite interesting. Do you know what no, I mean? I don't, you need to come I don't, at, yeah. You need to come in at 224, I think. But again, that's probably a conversation for another time. Um, like you said, we've, we've just had O'Hara Davis there kicking off the year. Gutted for him, but we've got another Brett aiming to become a two-weight world champion. Um, probably, again, upset this apple cart because a lot of people are wanting this Bertie Beev bevel fight, Callum Smith. Um, I'm giving Callum a great chance against Bertie Beev. I mean, you're talking about Father Time um, with Barroso and Jiang, right? They're 40 and 40 years old. Um, Bertie Beev is, what, 38? But if you have that power, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter how old you are. Barroso and Zhang, I've showed you, if you can punch, doesn't matter about age. Doesn't matter about age. And I can see 
it being a good fight. But I'm giving Cam Smith a great, great chance against Bert Beer. We've seen the yard fight, how vulnerable maybe at some points and how open Bert Biev is. Um, and I think Cam's got a great chance next week. I think Bert Biev's always been that little bit open, but he kind of catches them on the gloves, takes one to land one and slowly works his opponent down. And I think when you rewatch the yard fight, I think I was at the arena that night and I was getting a little bit overexcited because what Yard was doing, but then I think Baturbi is so clever in the way that he just slowly but surely breaks you down. And with the Callum Smith fight, it, obviously it was meant to happen last year. Better be hasn't fought since mm-hmm. the Yard fight, which was last January. So we're coming up to a year now when he's getting to that stage where he's undefeated, he's got 100% KO record, mm-hmm. and you might just be kind of waiting for him. It might not be this fight. It might be two fights time. It might be four fights time. You're waiting for that father time to catch up to him. So it's going to be really interesting. And we're in that stage of his career now where it may be this fight. It may be the next fight. Mm. Can he hold on so we get that big blockbuster against Bivol? But then if we get Callum Swift winning, then obviously we're all happy because another British world champion, we all got to get behind Callum Smith. Mm. But then you're thinking, well, oh, always wanted that unification fight. So it's a little bit of a win-win as long as we get the unifications. Yeah, well, Cam Smith, you talked about Bert Beer being out of the ring for a year. It would be what? Yeah. I don't think Cam fought once in 2023. And what was it? Maybe, oh, I can't remember, the summer of 22? I, th- I think the last time he fought might have been AJ Usyk too. When was that? Was that, that, was, that was August, was it? Was that August 2022? I can't remember. I, can't I might remember. be wrong, but yeah. You're probably, listen, you're probably right, but... um. Yeah, I, I still think Cam's got a great chance. I, I, I was yeah, great chance. I think, Cal, I think Cam in Liverpool a couple of months back, and he's 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 filled in massively, man. He's he's, he's mm. got he's got a big big back about him, and, he, and this probably like heavyweight suits him more because he's he's six foot three. Do you know what I mean? He's not a small small man. He's six foot three. Making super middleweight is probably tough for him, and he's filled right into this light heavyweight division. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting time, no doubt. We will give you our review of the fight. Fingers crossed yep. uh, we get a new British champion come Sunday next week. So, Joe, I will see you then. Is there anything you would like to add, Joe? What's next for you? What's, when you're next? Uh, mine's Liverpool, I think, Tasha Jonas and Michaela Meyer. What's your next one? Same night, mate. Your favourite. I think we've got a Misfits card that night um, in Leeds. So, not not yeah, not too far, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you'll be in Liverpool for the for the uh for the boxing yeah. for the world title the world championship boxing which hopefully I'll get up on my phone whilst I, I'm watching uh the influencers of today's world which uh yeah will be will be an interesting and fun week but anything what? to get us get anything to get me out again mate anything to yeah, get me out again it. you just want to get out and about back in the hotel room talking boxing having a laugh I think we're spoiled and we're privileged to have this job Joe and uh, especially at your age man man if I was nineteen what was 1920, what was I doing? Yeah, kicking ass. Kicking ass with an army uniform on. That's what I was doing. But listen. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Joe, I will catch you next week, brother. And like always, have a good week. I'll speak to you soon. Have a good week, mate. I'll see you soon. See you next week. Cheers, boss. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.